You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're recording episode 33, which Ooh. is... Woo! We're discussing the, the finale of the beach arc. Yes, we reached the end of the beach. End of the beach! And end of volume 11. It's the middle of one of the collector's ones, though. It's the middle of volume 6 of the collector one. But yeah, it's the end of the original volume 11. <laughs> so we're going to do our summary discussion and spoilery discussion like we always do, chapter 64 and 65. Chapter 64 opens with Toru, Yuki, Haru, Kisa, and Hiro going through fireworks. It turns out that Momiji bought them, and he wants to set them off tomorrow. And Toru wonders why tomorrow, and Yuki's like, well, we're planning to leave the day after tomorrow. And Toru suddenly freaks out, and then Yuki asks if she forgot, and she says that she did, and then she thinks, I feel like so much happened, and time just flew by, and I agree with that. <laughs> I feel like so much happened. Yuki looks down, eyes closed, and says... When you said we should at least end our vacation with a pleasant memory. After all, the way things ended up, we might have made you very lonely. Then we see Haru and Hiro's reactions kind of looking at Toru, and Kisa grabs Toru's arm, and they all look sort of, like, concerned or apologetic or, like, bashful in their own ways. You can determine which adjective goes with which character. <laughs> Toru turns up and says, I wasn't. I was happy. And she remembers the watermelon-smashing extravaganza from earlier and continues, being able to spend summer with everyone like this, I was really so very happy, so precious time she thinks and then we see a very very small panel of her looking down sort of upset and her mouth is very small and then she suddenly cheers up and smiles and says fireworks i'm really looking forward to it yeah yuki says and they both smile we'll launch them with a bang that rends the darkness haru adds and yuki is like we don't have any fireworks that big just so you know <laughs> hero suddenly remembers that it's time for the mogeta special on tv and kisa much to hero's dismay perhaps reminds him that omiji wanted to join as well so toru goes to get omiji Precious time, she thinks. That's what this is to me, and I'm sure that it is for everyone else, too. Even for Yukikun and Kyokun. When Yukikun came here, something changed. And Kyokun, too. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's a very good thing. Toru seems to pause again, frowns, and wonders, what about me? She stops in the hallway, like, at a corner, when she overhears um, Momiji talking to Kyo. Tomorrow you're not going to see Akito, right? Momiji asks, and Kyo is like, right. And Momiji's like, really? That's great. If I thought that... Would you be mad? Momiji asks, and Kyo looks at him out of the corner of his eye. I wondered why all of you would leave Toru hanging and go see Akito, Kyo says. But yeah, if you chose her over Akito, Akito would get mad. It would just put her in more danger. You all were, even Yuki, you were all protecting Toru from Akito. When you say it like that, Momiji says, you make it seem like we're doing something very good, but we're not. We, I was wrong from the beginning. Even though I left her, I still want to make memories with Toru. I'm so selfish, I can't help it. I just like Toru so much. We see Toru's reaction. She crosses her arms over her chest and blushes and cries a little. Such kind, warm people, she thinks. Kyo smiles, a small smile, and says, Well, Squirt, I'm selfish too. <laughs> and he looks over toward the corner as if he hears Toru behind it. When Miji's like, hmm, he's like nothing. And then reminds him about the anime. In an adorable chibi panel, we see Toru quickly wipe <laughs> her eyes and take a deep breath. And then she walks around the corner. Uh, to find them in another adorable chibi panel momiji uh, notices her with his bunny ears up momiji's like i was scared kyo was blackmailing me <laughs> kyo is like what are you trying to pull toru thinks i want to do something more just like everyone has given me so much i wish there was something i could do for them i wish i could help them and we transition away to the guest house and akito and shigure chat akito is kind of like slumped with his back turned to shigure Shigure asks why Akito brought Kareno. Does Akito like Kareno so much that he can't let Kareno out of his sight, lest someone else catch a glimpse of him? No reason, Akito says. He doesn't seem quite right recently. I just thought a vacation would be good for him. And Shigure smirks and suggests that Kareno might be stressed. Stress? Akito asks. From what? That's stupid. If anyone has built up stress, it's me. 
And Shigeru asks why, like, what is causing Akito to be stressed? You revolt me, Akito says. You're not nice at all. Not nice at all. I Aren't I being nice to you? Shigure asks. Be nicer. 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 Akito says, turning to Shigure and raising up uh, on his knees so that he's kind of like higher up than Shigure. You used to be much nicer. You only looked at me. As it should be. At me. Shigure looks distant. Eyes sort of glazed over darkly like we've seen before um, <laughs> in other panels. I don't know. Not necessarily with him. I was thinking it reminded me of like uh, Kisa's mom and some other people. Those like kind of dark, like distant eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Akito has what looks like a me- or Shigure looks has a memory of what looks like holding hands. Akito looks shocked and scared. Pupils narrowed. Her, you do, that woman. Akito continues, holding Shigure's face. You really, but Kareno interrupts their argument, knocking on the door, saying that there's been a call from the main house. We see Akito's hand shaking near Shigure's face before he steps away to talk to Kareno. Acting in without permission, who does she think the head of the family is? Akito says to Kareno at the door. Did she throw another tantrum? Rensan, I mean, Shigure asks. What business is it of yours? Akito asks. And Shigure says, such suspicion, really, Akito. I don't know what I do to deserve it. Kareno, relieving, Akito says, passing him um, and going into the hallway, <laughs> ignoring what Shigure said. Shigure and Kareno exchange a look. And we see Akito changing quickly and saying, that woman, that woman. And he holds his face in his hands. We cut away to the beach house. And Momiji looks through the fireworks and smiles. This is another really great scene where it's just like Momiji kind of like acting. It's just panels of him. Mm-hmm. So Momiji, Momiji looks through the fireworks and he smiles. And he puts them down and he pats them. And then he starts to walk down the hall. And as he passes a window, he notices Akito outside. A nice Dutch <laughs> angle on the shot of Akito. Yeah, it's a terrifying... <laughs> it's very intimidating. Akito, what's the matter? It's so late, Momiji says. I'll come to see Toru Honda-san, Akito says, eyes narrowed with a sinister smile. Toru, as if she realizes what's going on, sits up in bed, and she thinks that she's been thinking about what she can do to help the Junishi, and she decides to take a walk to cool her head. Back outside, Momiji has come outside and stands between Akito and the house. Akito says that something came up and he needs to leave, but he hasn't seen Toru yet. Momiji says that she's probably asleep, and Akito demands that she be woken up. You can't, Momiji says, spreading his arms. Akito, you're mad right now, aren't you? When you're mad, you take it out on others. You can't take it out on her. Akito, what's wrong? Why are you so mad? Did something happen? Akito looks away. Something, he says. What would you do if I told you? Do you want to know what I have to deal with? Do you want to understand me? Akito looks back at Momiji. Why? Because I feel sick, Akito screams and punches Momiji in the face. Momiji stumbles and holds his cheek. Understand? Are you happy now? You want to look down on me? You just want to analyze me with your holier-than-thou logic? Akito says and grabs Momiji's shirt collar. Please stop, Toru calls, suddenly arriving, and she runs over and stands between Akito and Momiji. Stop, Akito says. That sounds like an order. That's terrible. You're a horrible person, aren't you? Akito says with a smile. Behind her, Momiji holds his face in his hands. But Toru Honda, I came here to see you. No matter what kind of rude behavior you show me, there's something I want to tell you. Akito grabs Toru by the face and pulls her close. Don't get conceited, you little bitch, Akito says. Let me tell you, if you think you can save Yuki or Kyo, you should be ashamed of your arrogance. I'll tell you the truth. Kyo will be confined just as soon as he leaves high school. Toru is shocked as Akito continues. Just like the previous cat before him, for his whole life until he dies, and Yuki will return to the family compound with me. All of them will live and die with me. 
all the Junishi will live in the same home, following the same path. No one comes in, no one will be stolen away, always remaining the same. Akita looks up as if imagining the future and continues, a happy future, an endless banquet, unchanging, and I won't let you join us. We see Toru's shocked face, Akito still gripping it, and that's the end of chapter 64. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't breathe that whole time that I was talking. <laughs> it was very dramatic. I or reading it. it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, how am I going to act this this time? My acting is very important to me. <laughs> We're just laughing because it's scary. I mean... <laughs> We're laughing because everything's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, basically. It's okay. It's going to be fine later. The next chapter, chapter 65, picks up exactly where 64 left off. And we see um, Toru's memories or like Toru imagining Yuki and Kyo in the gate to the main house. And she remembers some of the things that Akito said before, like just now. And we see that Akito is still holding Toru's hair kind of like below her cheek as if uh, he like lowered his hand through her hair. Would that really be happy, she asks, eyes wide. And we can see there are tears in her eyes as she asks, locking people up, forcing people back to the Soma house? Being unchanging, she thinks, and then adds, is that really what you want? She thinks, but that would stop everyone as they're trying to move forward. Everyone's feelings. Would you stop talking as if that's a bad thing, Akito says, eyes narrowed, looking away. Our way of life is different from yours, outsider. Who do you think you are to judge our ways with your storybook values? And it starts to rain, and Toru asks, Who are you? Akito-san isn't the rooster, she thinks. Akito-san is different, a different existence. What's your place in the zodiac, she asks, grimacing, her face or her fist clenched. She remembers her mother telling her the zodiac story. Once upon a time, God told all the animals. God, she thinks, realization dawning as Akito takes her cheek again. To them... I am the closest thing there is to God, Akito says. Akito swipes his nails across Toru's cheek, leaving jagged scratches. The one who controls the Zodiac, the master of their souls, that is who I am, Akito says. Fortunately, Kareno arrives and calls to Akito, worried that Akito will catch a cold. I'm sorry, Kareno, I just had to say hello to her. I'll go back now. Oh yes, Akito says, leaning all over Kareno's shoulder. This is Kareno Soma, the rooster. Pleased to meet you, Kareno says, and Toru's like, eh, eh, pleased to meet you too. <laughs> Remember this, Toru Honda-san, Akito says, coming back over to her and running his hand through her hair again. In the end, they'll all come back to me, because we cannot be apart. So stop trying to destroy our happiness. Stay out of it. Be a good girl. Otherwise, you'll be punished. Akito and Kareno leave, and Toru slumps to the ground. Akito-san is God, she thinks. The one who stands above them all. Is that why no one can go against him? Then the curse is... She remembers Akito's words, the master of their souls, we cannot be apart. The curse, the mysterious change that binds them all, all the members of the Zodiac, the curse that binds everyone, she thinks. Her eyes suddenly widen and she thinks of Akito. The curse that binds everyone binds God. Suddenly a hand takes her cheek and she snaps out of her thoughts, and it's a Tori and Shigure who have come. Turns out that Momichi snuck away to get them while Akito was with Toru. And like, as a side note, the way that Hitori pats Toru's shoulder after they stand up is so tender and sweet. I don't know why. <laughs> He, like, checks her face, and then they stand up, and then he reminds her, she's, she asks where Momiji is, um, and Hitori says that he's here, and tells her not to worry, and she turns to see Momiji standing in the rain, holding his, his hands at his sides, his hair covering his eyes, and he looks down. Toru runs over to him and asks if he's okay. Momiji looks completely shaken when he looks up, and he starts to apologize, but then looks away and starts to cry. 
such pretty tears, Toru thinks, and she hugs him. Shikari says not to let him catch cold, and he says Momichi did his best, Momichi did his best, didn't he? Compared to him, those young people. You mean compared to him, us adults, Hattori says. <laughs> Inside the beach house, we see that Kyo, Yuki, and Haru have been watching. I think, I don't know if her how long, but they've definitely seen like the end of what happened, if not all of it. Haru says, I told you Momichi would go get the adults. He's holding Kyo's arm, and Kyo suddenly jerks away. I'm so pathetic, Kyo says, and walks off. I disgust myself. So even he sometimes thinks that he's pathetic after all, Yuki says. And Haru is like, sarcasm? And Yuki says that he's being serious. I know how he feels. Protecting someone isn't always as simple as it seems, Haru says. Yuki remembers Rin's angry face from their meeting the other day and says it can't be. And Haru's like, hmm? And Yuki says, looking dismayed, never mind, you're right. Protecting someone isn't simple. In Toru's bedroom, Momiji and Kisa sleep together and Toru sits on the bed watching them. She touches the bandage on her face and we see Momiji's bandaged face too, tears still in the corner of his eyes. And Toru smiles. And we see Kyo looking down and Yuki looking up in the narration, I want to protect her. I want to protect her above all else. I... And we transition to the next day. Momiji cheers that the rain has cleared up, so it's time for fireworks. And Yuki's like, are you sure it's still light? Momiji's like, I'm sure. I can't wait until night, right? And Toru's like, yes. And they smile together. Hiro comments on their bandages and Toru is like, last night we were out walking and um fell, right, Momiji-kun? And he's like, yeah. And they share kind of a bashful smile together. Yuki, Kyo, and Haru don't comment, but they do take notice, and Momiji adds, we're like birds on a wire, and someone corrects him, we mean birds of a feather. <laughs> Kyo is like, are we doing this or what? And Momiji is like, leave it to me, I've decided the top batter, here we go. <laughs> and it turns out to be this like snake thing that just like fizzles and smokes. Is that supposed to be fun? Kyo asks, and Toru is like, but you have to try it at least once, it's really worth seeing. And he's like, I can't see anything through all the smoke. Okay, intently, they're all watching it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're enjoying this <laughs> definitely enjoying it it's pretty great this is the levity we needed after everything else yeah. that happened <laughs> Toru asks if Kyo's seen it before and he says that when Shisho found out that he'd never done fireworks he went out and bought a ton of them I couldn't believe there was anything so fun Kyo says and we see a memory of Shisho with baby, baby Kyo sending off some kind of like dangerous firework that people <laughs> let children hold in the 90s apparently because <laughs> what is that anyway it's like like an extreme sparkler basically it looks like a, a sparkler with things just like exploding out of it instead of burning delicately at the end yeah. <laughs> so Kyo asks if she's done fireworks with her mom and she said that she has and it was fun but she adds but it seems as if mo- if mom sees fire fighting her blood boils and Kyo's like her Yankee blood <laughs> <laughs> Haru picks up another set of fireworks and says he wants to do these so he opens one up and points it at Kyo and Yuki reads the instructions. Put it in a bottle, point it away from you, and light the fuse. It says not to hold it in your hands or point it at people or buildings. And Kyo is like, he's pointing it at me! <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, I'm sure that you can dodge it, Kyo. I believe in you, Haru says. And he's like, don't believe in me. <laughs> Muji suddenly lights firecrackers and essentially all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Toru sees everyone playing and arguing and starts to think. Chisho-san didn't show Kyo the beauty of fireworks so that he could spend the f- his future in confinement. And I know that Yuki-kun hasn't refrained from fighting because he wants to go back to the Soma house. I have a feeling that in the bottom of their hearts, they have, all have a wish to be free. She looks down and thinks, but the curse that binds them keeps them from achieving their wish. And then she looks up determined and thinks, I want to break that curse. And it was probably not my place. And saying you want to protect doesn't mean that you can. And she remembers Akito's words, stay out of it. But even so, her thoughts continue. If there's a way to free everyone from their chains so they can cry and laugh with all their hearts, even if it means I'll be punished, I want to break the curse. Yuki hands her a sparkler and they end up sitting together. This also looks like a dangerous sparkler, like the one that, <laughs> that Kyo is holding. But It's a little less intense, but still. <laughs> still somewhat dangerous. Yeah. 
Even regular sparklers always, like, burned me as a kid. Listen, I got burned as a sparkler, and I still have a scar. I got burned by a sparkler. Not as a sparkler. <laughs> but I was a sparkler. <laughs> I still have a scar on the top of my head from getting burned by a sparkler as a child, so. Yeah, I always loved them as a kid, but I'm, like, holding them, I'm like, ow, 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 because little ow. sparks are, like, hitting my wrist. <laughs> this was one of the ones that was, like, wrapped in paper, and I think, like, the paper burned my head. But if I part my hair a certain way, you can actually see it. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> Stay safe, children. Yes. <laughs> Don't let your kids hold bottle rockets like Haru. <laughs> so, okay. Yugi hands her sparkling they end up sitting together. Toru says that um, everyone seems to be having good fun, and Yuki comments that they've never all gotten together and have fun like this. It's strange, isn't it? He says, summer comes every year, but the same summer never comes twice. I too treasure the time that I can spend with you like this, Honda-san. Momiji comes over and asks if he can sit with them and ends up sitting down and they try to get Kyo or Momiji tries to get Kyo to come over and he's like shut up so Yuki manipulates him into sitting by saying in that case shall I relinquish my seat to you stupid cat-san and Kyo's like what the hell I can sit on my own without giving you my without you giving me your seat and then he sits down beside them Yuki sighs and Toru Momiji looks surprised <laughs> Toru smiles we close up the chapter with the gang all watching fireworks and Momiji cheering Toru thinks, I want to protect them. I want to protect the path that everyone is walking on with all the power I can muster. That's the end of chapter 65. Whew, we made it. <laughs> we made it through the beach. Yeah, the beach. <laughs> we made it through this awful slog. It's awful, like, <laughs> abusive uh, Aikido situation. Yeah. But there are fireworks uh, at the end, so it's okay. <laughs> Everybody loves fireworks. Right? <laughs> that's the best part of the... That's, like, the highlight of the summer sequence of any manga isn't it mm-hmm. you have to watch fireworks with your like your love triangle that's what happened here right i mean yeah. <laughs> oh it's good time all right my first discussion topic is fuck yeah toru fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> but would you like to kick off this discussion <laughs> other than that <laughs> um well this is really a discussion point but i love the um the way the god reveal plays out because it's so just good. like the um like the zodiac reveal in like the, the first chapter, yeah, with the yes. like memory of, with Tora remembering her mother telling part of the story like over yes. top of the reveal. <laughs> yes, I like how she realizes it first, like as if she never yeah. thought about it, and then when she remembers that, it's mm-hmm. like putting everything together. I like that also the way that Akito like acts is in that scene is also like contrasted with her mom. Like, the story that her mom tells is like, God invited all the animals, and Kido's like, I control all of them. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of interesting. Yeah, so, like, I guess I never really paid that much attention to the way she phrases it, but, like, afterward, when she's thinking, when Toru's thinking about the curse, mm-hmm. she she realizes that, like, God is bound up in that curse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really, like, mm-hmm. um, her dialogue here, I think, is used to explain, like, Takaya's thing that she's been trying to communicate about Mm -hmm. the curse which is that it's a bond between all of the junishi and god right Mm -hmm. so and it's interesting how she puts it together like how it how it plays out how she puts everything together in that scene in that moment yeah and also realizes that that the things that akito said that things need to remain unchanging are standing in the way of everybody growing which is Mm -hmm. interesting yeah in this case, Toru is now the voice of Takaya, whereas before I, was, <laughs> I feel like I was saying a lot that Kyoko is the voice of Takaya. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like how Toru just like, like without even thinking, starts like protesting the like, is that really happy? Like, yeah. Like, Akito's saying like right to Akito's face. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, she's not afraid of Akito like everybody else is. So. Yeah. So she can do that. This is the second mm-hmm. time she stood between Akito and something bad happening. So. Yeah. 
I forgot that Akito straight up punched Omiji in the face. I was yeah. like, oh shit, when that happened. Yeah. Made me uncomfortable a little bit. Yeah. We were talking a little I'm bit in the to, in the previous chapters about the like the like throwaway line that like Akito doesn't like Momiji very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, It's okay. <laughs> Is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> Punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. But I like how yeah. it's interesting because Akito, Momiji tries, you explained, you said it, I think, in the last episode probably that Momiji tries to, it was probably in the spoilers, but Momiji mm-hmm. tries to talk to Akito like, a, you know, like a normal person is like, what's yeah. wrong? Why don't you tell me what's wrong? And Akito's like, mm-hmm. fuck you, basically. Yeah. Um, with your holier than thou logic, which I had to Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the, and we've kind of seen this from Akito before where like any kind of like attempt to like connect on a human level he treats as like looking down on him <laughs> yeah it's very interesting yeah like a really aggressively like response to that <laughs> yeah, it's very strange even like you know Toro's reaction to them being con- all brought to the house and like confined and stuff mm-hmm. you know her reaction's like a normal person where she's like yeah. is that really okay and Akito's like of course it's okay why are you even questioning me mm-hmm. um this like normal that normal human connection it, and like experience, I guess, is does not apply yeah. to Akito. Mm-hmm. Akito actively goes against that. Yeah, like we've talked a little. There's kind of a theme at the Akito's part in these chapters of like, like Akito talking about like being like totally confident in his like point of view and everything, but obviously being really insecure about it by yes. how he reacts to like any slight everything. like questioning or threat to his like worldview. Yes. I thought it was kind of interesting that this um, this scene that we're talking. I mean, I guess we're just jumping straight to it. But the mm-hmm. scene, this scene that we're talking about between Toru and Akito and Momiji, is kind of spurred by this like argument that Akito had with Shigure. Mm-hmm. And like he, Akito refers to woman like a maybe that's referring to Toru, and then Akito like runs off and it's like I'm going home, and then actually goes to talk. It demands to talk to Toru, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Akito's still not over, is still thinking that everything's fine. I'm like, I'm confident that I fixed all the problems. I like sassed Kyo, I sassed Yuki, I took care of everything, but then still at the end has to go and be like, don't get involved. Yeah. To Toru. Yeah, these, I think these are, these are really the most we've seen of Akito. Like, beforehand, yeah. it's mostly been just like little bits and pieces and like him showing up to, you know, threaten Yuki and stuff. <laughs> he has to ruin everything, yes. Yeah. Um, And like, I wouldn't go so far as to say it humanizes Akito, but <laughs> we get um, a much more vulnerable Akito than we've seen before. Yeah, for sure. It's it's mm-hmm. funny because like in these in these moments where Akito is like being physically strong, mm-hmm. <laughs> Akito is the most vulnerable. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like this is like some of the worst behavior we've seen from Akito. Just this whole arc, but it's also Basically. like we see how much it's coming from how very delicate Akito's, like, worldview is. Yes. As soon as one thing gets... As soon as one thing goes against what Akito thinks, Akito takes steps to to try to change it back to, like, this... The way that things are, like, supposed to be. The way that Akito mm-hmm. thinks things are supposed to be. Yeah. Like, seeing Kyo being happy with Toru, he then has to go and, like, bring Kyo in and sass him um, and harass him and try to kind of set the record straight that... Kyo is going to be confined and he shouldn't get his hopes up. Here, mm-hmm. it's like this sense that Toru has some kind of motive that, um, like that she has some, I don't know, has some kind of motive. Akito thinks that Toru is trying to purposefully mm-hmm. keep the Junishi away from 
from him and so goes to try to take care of that right away in the same way that Akito always does. Right? Yeah. By physically threatening her and also Momiji. Yeah. Who tried and to you protect can, her. Yeah, and you can tell at the end of every scene Akito thinks he's accomplished what he's gonna yes. have to do. But it's obvi- but it's made obvious by what follows that if anything he's made it worse for himself. Yes, every, every single time. time. Which like, is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw it, we saw it, we talked about it with Yuki and with Kyo before. Um, but, like, here especially, it's like, Toru didn't even know Kyo was going to be confined until this moment. Right. Toru, Toru had no ambitions of doing anything except spending time with her friends. She was just like, I want to protect them. But then after this point, them. she says, I want to break the break curse. The curse, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> It's exactly what happened. And it's it's mm-hmm. what happened both times with Yuki and Kyo, where yeah. Akito is like, you don't love her, and there's no hope for you. And Yuki's like, actually, I love I love her. And Kyo's mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, I love her, too. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, found, yeah. I, I found a human connection with another person. I don't mm-hmm. need you. <laughs> yeah. And even on a more minor level with everyone else, we've seen them talking about, like, we see a little bit with Nomiji here, where he's just like, I like Toru so much, I want to go spend time with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other ones who are like, the time they've been forced to spend with Akito is making them realize how much they want to get back and yeah. away from <laughs> Akito. And, and meanwhile, Akito's like, well, I've just told them how much they need me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I showed them. Yeah. The way that Akito, like, saunters over to Toru at the end of that conversation, too, after being like, oh, this is Kareno. Anyway, mm-hmm. bye. Like, yeah. like don't, don't get involved and then leaves. It's like, it's very, very much reeks of this, like, okay, like, I've taken care of the problem now. Yeah. You know, feels more confident. Mm -hmm. Arrives in a panic and then leaves in this sort of, like, false confident. Yeah. Falsely confident way. It's gone way, way more away from him than it started. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, everything's unraveling. Or at least it's about to. This mm-hmm. is this is the so that chapter sixty five is the exact middle of the series, which is why we're having our mid series like special next time. So this is yeah. the that's the yeah, event that's a, now setting everything in motion. Yeah, the beach is a, a turning point for many many characters. So. <laughs> the beach, yes. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if there's a drinking game out there for every time we say beach. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it not, it's not like too late idea. to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a bad idea. <laughs> anyway yes um so so yeah that seems terrifying for on multiple Mm -hmm. levels but i do it's interesting how yeah how wrong keto actually is yeah about the world Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting that you have the person basically like the person who gives toru her worldview has given toru this sort of what to expect in the world at this point like her mother is the one that's like the voice that she's thinking of when akito is revealing all this stuff like, as if Akito is just overturning all the things that she, you know, mm-hmm. that have been established, right? Yeah. Akito fucks everything up. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. we just made me think, we've talked a bit about, like, the different versions of the Zodiac story we hear. Yes. This is almost sort of a, a new version of that. V3, like her, I think. Yeah, like the, yeah, like the, uh, like a new, like, layer added to the version she heard from her mother. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very interesting. So I guess we talked mm-hmm. about that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> unless there's something else to say, but Momiji yeah. goes off and runs off and gets them. Mm-hmm. The adults. Yeah, I love Momiji. I love Momiji, too. In, in these chapters. Like, there's a lot of good Momiji in these chapters. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about Momiji? <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. It's his time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> so first we have this scene with him and Kyo in the hallway, which is uh, a nice scene. So good. Yeah. 
I love it. They're like, oh, yeah, I like how we mentioned it already briefly that he's like, I want to spend time with Toru too. And Kyo's like, I'm selfish too. And it's very charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's cute. We've talked a bit about their relationship before and how Mm -hmm. they they have kind of a sort of like picking on each other sibling kind of relationship. Yeah. They have a kind of, I would describe it as a brotherly relationship. Yeah. But like they obviously kind of, kind of care about each other on a in a different way some of the other somas do so. yeah it seems like that <laughs> Kyo did help him find bugs tell him how yeah. to find <laughs> bugs yeah <laughs> it seems to be like we talked about it it seems like Kyo almost feels like he has some kind of responsibility over Momiji because like when he first showed up where he's like don't do that come over yeah. here and that kind of stuff and yeah, Momiji kind of obviously tries to like kind of pick at Kyo to get him to <laughs> <laughs> do to things. realize things and do things so yeah yeah, I think this is one of the more, like, more of a heart-to-heart than they usually have, which is nice. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like more of a little, like, a tender scene. Sometimes, usually they're kind of, like, you know, picking at each other, like, brotherly, teasing each other, um, but in a kind, sort of, a way that comes from knowing someone really well. Yeah. In this case, it's like, the, and the fact that they're even alone and talking to each other in the first place, when everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of together, is kind of interesting. Like, they're, they're all, yeah. probably ran into each other, and they're off by themselves having this little chat, and it's... Sweet. I think it does show. I like how a couple chapters ago, Miji was like, you've gotten nicer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like exemplified here <laughs> to, yeah. of, to Kyo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like until Toru shows up and like Miji jokes about Kyo blackmailing him, that's like just kind of a normal, you <laughs> yeah. know, friendly conversation. None of their like usual <laughs> nonsense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tomfoolery. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I like how he, I like how it starts with like, Momiji asking if he's going to see Akito again, and he says no, and he's like, "Really? That's great." And then yeah. like, if I did, if I said that, would you be mad? mad. Like, <laughs> it took me a second to like kind of understand what it was that mm-hmm. he was trying to trying to say with that, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, it's, it's great that he doesn't have to go. I guess <laughs> instead of yeah. like the way that like Toru perceives it as like Kyo being yeah. invited to go, and that that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think like Kyo gets yeah. Kyo gets why Kyo. I mean, sorry, Momiji gets why Kyo wouldn't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exciting. Luigi understands things. He's very yeah. empathetic. Mm-hmm. I think Kyo does too. I think they have that in common. Yeah, I think um, they're both pretty, like, kind of instinctual people as far as, like, understanding things. Like, yeah, I think so. It's kind of interesting that they're together and then we see, you know, we've been hearing and now we finally saw how much Akito also doesn't like Momiji. Mm-hmm. So like the two of them, maybe they have that in common. Like maybe they yeah. know that about each other that Akito doesn't really like them. Maybe that's why they have this bond. That's conjecture on my mm-hmm. part. But... Yeah, yeah. Like Momiji would also think it was pretty great if he didn't have to go and see. Akito. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of them would think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of funny how he's like. I guess it doesn't come through as envy, but maybe a little bit envious of mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyo not having to go. Also, like we're talking about Momiji, but I like uh, how Kyo like acknowledges that. Even Yugi is like they're yes. trying trying to protect Toru in this scene. Yeah, that was also great. That yeah. was the end. So it's like, a good, it's a good moment for Kyo. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was in that scene. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a good moment for Kyo. I think Kyo has finally got his shit together in terms mm-hmm. of like how you know, like we've been seeing Yuki kind of being like, no, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Like, I'm not gonna fall in line with this like idea that we have to mm-hmm. fight all the time. I'm not gonna like do this thing. I'm not gonna go talk to Akito. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna put up with this. And I feel like Akito, we were talking about how, sorry, we were talking about how Yuki, like, gets things now. I feel yeah. like Kyo, after this most recent realization, he, like, gets it now, a little yeah. bit, at least. He's closer to getting it. <laughs> yeah. But he kind of says, like, 
you know, he's obviously still got more shit to deal with. But, like, yes. after that scene with Akito, you know, he says, like, I just don't care anymore with the smile on mm-hmm. his face. So, like, mm-hmm. he's at least, I think, let go some of the family expectations and restrictions and stuff that he's been living with. Like, I think he's resigned to maybe being confined, but then mm-hmm. it's, but he's like, well, I'm not going to let that bother me until yeah. then. Like, I'm just going to try to ha- enjoy this time now and spend more time mm-hmm. with Toru now until I have to be confined. Like, he actually said, until the day that I get locked away, I'm going to spend time with yeah. you or whatever. He acknowledged that everybody, he's, <laughs> I don't know. And he also, it doesn't seem like he really understood the relationship they had, the other she had with Akito until now. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you, I get that you were all trying to protect her. Yeah. Like, as if he didn't... He said, like, at first I was mad that you were all leaving her, and then I didn't really understand, and then now he gets it. So, mm-hmm. everyone's going up. Yeah. <laughs> getting BH. rid of their... <laughs> BH. They're all, they're, all, they're all getting rid of their, you know, like, their expectations that they've had all this time until these most recent chapters. Mm-hmm. That Akito has uh, shaken up, despite what mm-hmm. Akito thinks Akito is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else to say about Omiji and how great he is? I mean, I like how he just stands in front of the gate and like physically blocks mm-hmm. Akito from going yeah, in. Yeah, like yeah, like how he tries to just stand up to Akito and like protect her there. That's like you can see him like leaving, mm-hmm. like during the confrontation. You can see him like look like really like scared and freaked out when Akito's first like confronting Toru, and then you can see him running off mm-hmm. to go and get somebody. Yeah, he stands behind her. You can see her standing behind her, freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you can see him run off. Yeah. And I love how, like, when he comes back, he tries to apologize. Like, he yes. felt like he let her down. Like, he didn't... Like, we, there's a big theme of, like, protecting people in these chapters. Yeah. And he was obviously... He was trying to protect her, and he obviously feels like he didn't... Yes. I think this is a wonderful message, actually. Mm-hmm. In this... All of... There's this thing that, that Momiji says, and then also what Yuki and Kyo and Haru are saying afterward, mm-hmm. where Kyo is like, I want to protect her, but, like, I feel, like, shitty, because I... I can't and like mm-hmm. Yuki and Haru are talking about the same thing and Momiji saying like apolog- trying to apologize and then he just gets upset mm-hmm. yeah you never know I don't know I feel like when, when bad things happen you never know how you're going to react and I feel like they're all like I want to try my best but I don't know if I can mm-hmm. I don't know if I can protect someone yeah it's like uh, like Haru says protecting people isn't always easy yes <laughs> yeah as it turns out but yeah Momiji and Shiguri is like oh Momiji did a good job yes he did he was able to mm-hmm. like get have the courage to first of all stand up to Okito and try to confront Akito. The way that his dialogue is in that scene is also really interesting, I found. Like, he's as if he's being hesitant when he talks. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, Akito, you're mad. Like, as if he's hesitating to say that you're mad. And then mm-hmm. he says, you... He's like, when you're mad, you take it out on others. You can't take it out on her. So he mm-hmm. actually... It's like he... The things that everybody wants to say... Yeah. And it's obviously really difficult for him. I like I think the way that it's been translated or like the way that it's been kind of like written in this dialogue here really clearly communicates how much of a struggle it is for him to just say those things to Akito. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it actually clearly demonstrates the power that Akito has over everyone, especially Mumiji. Yeah. He's being very brave. Yes, he's being very brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it comes through well in this dialogue and then the way that he acts. Like he's like you said, he's still scared when Toru shows up, he's still scared behind her for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then he runs off. Um, and he feels like guilty about it, like he couldn't do anything after. Yeah, it's okay, Momiji. You don't have to mm-hmm. protect everyone. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the scene when Hero asks why they both have bandages on their faces. <laughs> and yes, and they just kind of like lie about like walking and falling and just kind of smile together. It's sad and sweet. <laughs> it's very sad and sweet. It's a very <laughs> charming smile. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why. I think I like how first of all Toru kind of like covers up 
what happened. Toru's the one who te- answers him. And, like, I'm, I find it interesting. Like, I wonder why she decided to lie. I guess she, like, doesn't want anybody to worry about them or mm-hmm. worry about what happened. They're all worried about her in the first place, about her being yeah. alone and stuff. So I can imagine that she's probably just, like, this is just between, like, me and Momiji. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And I like Kyo. And then you can see, like, Kyo and Yuki reacting but not saying anything. Yeah. Like, because they were aware of what happened. And or I assume at least somewhat too. aware of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell how much they saw, but I'm pretty sure they saw, like, everything based on what mm-hmm. they said because they're like it's a Haru's like see i told you momiji would go get the adults like as if they yeah. were watching the whole time yeah and which is another display of you know the power akito has because they were yes. all watching this happen but didn't feel like they could do anything yes is that everything we could say about momiji and how great he is not <laughs> that i want to stop this topic yeah. <laughs> but i really want to talk about the scene with shigure and akito that was preceding this one because mm-hmm. i find that to be really interesting too it's the only reason why i want to move on from momiji <laughs> he's great <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great turning point for Momiji. I think we're going to see something different next time mm-hmm. we see Momiji. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. And I can say that because I don't, even though we've read this before, I can't remember what he does next. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be, <Yeah. laughs> I remember other things that happen, but I'm not sure what happens next. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how, like what he's like when the next time we see him, I think. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Okay. Shigeru <laughs> and Akito, can we talk okay. about it? All right. <laughs> is it time to go there? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, Shigeru, the scene with Shigeru and Akito is really interesting. They have this, like, argument. And then, like, Kareno is, you can see Kareno on the phone in the background. And he comes in and says that something happened to the main house, and that's why they have to go. But then Akito immediately leaves and goes to find Toru. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, it's implied there's something that happened in that conversation that's un- kind of unspoken. That was like Akito reacting to something that Shigure did or whatever that has yeah. to do with Toru, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely seems to be a straight cause and effect between this argument and whatever the phone call was about and him deciding to go torment Toru. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yes. <laughs> Gotta take care of things. It's Akito's mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I like how they're kind of like, Akito is like back, no, they're not back to back, but Akito's back is to Shigure. Mm-hmm. As, as if Akito like doesn't care. Your yeah, body language is so interesting. Yeah, contrasted to how we've seen Akito like draped all over everyone else, Real, in including Kareno at the end yeah. of the com- at the end of mm-hmm. the scene with Toru. Yeah, and at the start it's almost kind of backwards because like the way Shigeru is posed with kind of his elbow propped up on the wall is like a little bit more like like he's crowding Akito rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then when they start to argue, um, it's interesting how... So Akito, at one point, Akito, like, turns around. Um, when when Akito starts attacking Shigeru, and he's like, you revolt me, you're not nice to me, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of, like, stands up on his knees so that he's a little a little bit more above Shigeru, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not like that had to happen. Anyway. Um, yeah. And Akito also starts to get scared in that scene, too. And we saw Shigeru's eyes being all dead inside, like we've mm-hmm. seen in some other scenes. Yeah, I don't know if it was exactly it's, the same, but mm-hmm. it seemed very it's a little, like he seems like angry, like, mm-hmm. and you don't really see him being like directly angry in the scenes with the keto. He's mostly very just kind really. of like being kind of like scary. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like manipulative, but usually in a like buttering up kind of way. Yes. Well, he's kind of like, oh, aren't I nice to you? I don't know what I did to deserve this in those mm-hmm. scenes. Um, yeah. Those are some of the things that he says. But in that one part, he's like super pissed yeah, off. Yeah, he actually right? looks angry in those, like that scene, and then the panel where Akito first like touches his face and is yeah yeah he actually looks kind of pissed in those scenes which is <laughs> interesting it's very interesting also Akito's hand is like shaking mm-hmm. in that scene I don't know if it's supposed to be from like fear or just like rage 
it's funny it's the same hand i mean of course like i guess akito's probably right-handed but it's the same hand that um it's the same way that maybe like akito is gonna scratch shigure's face or something as well mm-hmm. it seems like his hand like his hand is just like poised there yeah but there's kind of like a hesitation like he doesn't fully like grab shigure's face like mm-hmm. it looks like he's going to so yeah Lini goes and takes that out on toru instead mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also interesting we almost never see akito outside i guess it's worth noting that Hito goes and changes and goes out to, to like her Astoru. Mm-hmm. It's so rare. Yeah, it's just their dynamic is so interesting. It's like Sugar mm-hmm. is the only one who really is able to manipulate Akito that we've seen yeah. so far, even by so much as just like <laughs> looking angry. You know, yeah. <laughs> the scene where, not to talk about it again, but the scene with Akito and Toru is really interesting. <laughs> it sets them up as being like these direct foils, which I think is something that's going to continue through the rest of the series. And it's really interesting that what happens is Akito is outside of the beach house where everyone else is inside. It kind of like it directly sets up a contrast between what Toru is able to do to be able to bring people together and the way that Akito has to like call them to the place where Akito is to kind of like try to manipulate them and maintain things, keep things a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when you have yeah. Akito physically outside of that situation and sets up yeah. an interesting power struggle between the two of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when we have, like, in that scene, we have Akito directly call Toru an outsider. Mm-hmm. Akito's the one who started that scene. Outside. Like, outside. We yeah. was inside, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all were. Who's the outsider? Who's the one who's wrong here, Akito? I mean, <laughs> Ashigari would say. Yeah. It's like, framing doesn't lie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like Chekhov's window. I mean, mm-hmm. Chekhov's gate. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, stop talking about things that you don't understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I never, also really never thought about that that much. It's like, I, yeah. I feel like I've thought many times about how Akito and Toru are foils, but I think it's even in this very, very early scene of the two of them in a direct confrontation, like, the way that it happens is like, yeah, everyone else is inside and Toru is protecting them while mm-hmm. Akito is outside. Yeah. I do love that panel too when Momiji first sees Akito outside. It's very so good. like it's really creepy. Yeah, it's like it's on a like I called it a Dutch angle. I don't know if that counts for manga, but it's <laughs> on a sharp you know, it's on a sharp angle all of a sudden. I'd say it does. It's like dark on the outside while Momiji's still in the light on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's just very setting up like, oh, things are about to go to shit again. Yeah, basically. And you can't see their faces and then when you can, yeah. like Akito's is terrifying. Also it's so great how it's like a horror movie. Like Momiji's like having <laughs> it's like set up as him having this kind of like childlike you know innocence of looking at the fireworks and like you know gently patting them and walking away like mm-hmm. getting excited for tomorrow this is i guess he's like decided the one that's going to be the, the front yeah, runner which the is the, the snake <laughs> yes <laughs> and then walking away and then seeing keto outside like it's like mm-hmm. the killer's outside <laughs> like yeah it's that kind of feeling right cut the phone lines yeah basically <laughs> keto's like i'm in the house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the next, the very next scene, Momiji's standing in front of Kido. Like, Momiji comes outside and mm-hmm. starts to physically block Kido from going in, too, which is really great. Yeah. So good. Talked about it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not, because it was great. Yeah. Can I point out a thing I thought was cute? Yes. Is <laughs> when uh, Kyo is talking about how he used to do fireworks, how he did fireworks mm-hmm. with Shisho the one time, and then he asked Toru if she said she's done it before with her mom, right? Mm-hmm. And he and she says yes, it was fun, and he smiles, mm-hmm. which is kind of a callback to that earlier scene where yeah. he like prompted her into it, saying it was fun, saying it was fun, and like encouraging her to keep talking about her mom. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was very sweet, and also the fa- just the fact that Shisho was like Shisho found out he never did fireworks, so he went out and bought mm-hmm. them. It's like oh Shisho, yeah, 
I just imagine, I don't know how they sell fireworks in Japan, but I just imagine Shishio at, like, one of those, like, roadside firework stands. (laughs) I'll take all of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this one's where it's like, buy one, get four free. Like, what a deal. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, great, I need to teach my, like, adopted son about how great fireworks are. (laughs) This is perfect. (laughs) It's always so sad. It's nice that it's, like, an interesting detail that Shikaya throws in right at that time to, like, bring them, the two of Kyo and and Toru a little closer together, which is nice. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought um interesting thing was the scene at the end where Yuki and Kyo are like, I want to protect her. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of the Very Foolish Traveler scene. Um, like, the the first time where uh, Momiji's like, when you close your eyes, Kyo, Yuki, do you, when you close your eyes, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of that, how they have, like, this shared kind of, like, moment where they don't even know they're sharing it, <laughs> but, we, yeah. but we do. Um, and I thought it was mm-hmm. nice. So it was a nice callback to something. A nice, like kind of a point of development that's related to that earlier yeah earlier part of the story and i just i just like the ending in general where they're all just like it's great know, having a good time and i like um like yuki has a line where he says we've never all gotten together to have fun like this yes. until now which is like i mean they're family yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> and they all shared like such a you know hor- like a horrible burden that you think yeah. that like mm-hmm. it would be like let's all get together and have fun it's like you mm-hmm. know have like family fun trips and shit, but no, yeah. Akito keeps things purposefully not fun. That's the yeah. point. Akito's like yeah. everything has to be exactly this way. We can't have fun. We can't like do things that are different and fun. Mm-hmm. Can't bond with each other. Only bond to me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so like until like Toru came along, they, you know, not only didn't have much like contact with the outside world, but they didn't seem to have much of a relationship with each other. Yeah, even. Akito purposely isolated all of them mm-hmm. from each other, just like Akito tries to isolate Kareno from them now. They're all yeah. like, Where's Kareno? Who's Kareno? Yeah. Why'd you bring Kareno? What's he doing here? Mm-hmm. And um and like the way that Yuki was isolated we saw. And then the way that even like basically Akito also set up things to isolate them to make them not like each other. Like to think that the mm-hmm. other other kids are bad. Like the way that they kind of manipulated Haru into um we saw the scene earlier with like Haru thinking that Yuki you know they all were comparing him him to Yuki and therefore he's the dumb cow and whatever and like Mm -hmm. having until they were able to meet they couldn't like have that um they couldn't have that connection it was just like forced on them by other people probably Akito I'd imagine and others Mm -hmm. yeah and like enforcing the the conflict between Yuki and Kyo Mm -hmm. yeah to the point even yeah yeah, and then even, like, the ones that did manage to get close together, like, Hiro and Kisa were, you know, attempted to sabotage that. Yeah, Kido made an attempt to, sab- to, to take, kept, like, get them apart. Mm-hmm. And even with, and with other people as well. So, like, we saw, of course, with, like, most notably, I guess, with Hattori and Kana mm-hmm. to cut out other outsiders. Yeah. So, yes. Some people say that the Soma family is a cult. I've seen people mm-hmm. compare them to a cult, which I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> this is typical cult leader behavior. Just like, yeah. no, we can only be together and also only, you can only be with me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's even like, yeah, one step farther, I guess. But yeah, to try to control everything about their lives. One um, theme that I think that comes through in this chapter, I guess is like, we talked about the kind of like theme or the idea of trying to protect someone or something. And it doesn't always work out the way that you, that you intend. You can intend all you want, but it might not work out. And I think yeah. we saw that come through very strongly, of course, with, like, Momiji and Toru and Kyo and Yuki and Haru talking about how they want mm-hmm. to protect people, like, protect Toru or Toru wanting to protect them or protect their path that they're on. And then also we see that theme playing out, I think, with Akito wanting to protect their way of life by keeping others away, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then we can see the kind of like unintended consequences of that. And then we see the unintended consequences of people trying to, or whatever, like the trying to protect Toru not playing out as they, the, the Junichi who are thinking about that anticipating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I also like how we have like, it starts with the like whole idea of like Yuki and Kyo and the others wanting to protect Toru and mm-hmm. it ends kind of with Toru wanting to protect all of them. Yes. I think it's always think it's interesting how Toru is like, I just want to give back to them the way they've given back to me, which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still wonder what they've done for her. Although now it's a more and more obvious, like, I think, um, especially characters like Yuki and Kyo, they're starting to get, like, especially Kyo recently is starting to get her to open up more and more about her mom and her experiences mm-hmm. and trying to, um, you know, I don't know, to help her and the others as well. And maybe perhaps she thinks like, I guess I'm thinking of like, um, her relationship with like Haru or someone who kind of helps her I feel like Haru is the one who's like one of the people who's helped her the most with her things that are going on like when she's worried about Yuki then mm-hmm. Haru goes and like talks to him which is really funny yeah. and very charming mm-hmm. yeah yeah Haru and Toru have a kind of a cute low-key relationship they do always in the background so it's, it's nice <laughs> yeah it's very sweet oh there was a little callback to Rin in this chapter too mm-hmm. where Haru was like yeah protect people's hard Nikki was like, it can't be. And then Haru's like, what? And he's like, never mind. <laughs> never mind what I said. <laughs> so we didn't get to see any rain, but we at least got a panel of her face. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Got an angry rain glare. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of her signature, <laughs> her signature look. <laughs> it's her blue steel. I mean, <laughs> that is a reference none of our listeners are going to get. Ah. <laughs> uh, I took a picture of Bowie once where he was doing like an over the shoulder kind of like it looked like a smolder kind of look and I was like showing people a picture I was like it's Bowie doing his best blue steel and I don't I don't think only half of the people I made the joke <laughs> what I was talking about. It's like I can't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more for stuff you want to talk about? <laughs> I feel like for everything that happened this is somehow a short episode. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just so excited. Yeah, I just love it. It's kind of the culmination of everything we've been talking about <laughs> That's the whole true. time. So it's kind of like, so here's the, uh, here's the, the final thing. paragraph of my, uh, to prove my thesis statement from yeah. three pages ago. Yeah, for the last four chapters that was like, yeah. um, here's everything that's going to happen to the beach. Like, it's all gone down now. We're set mm-hmm. up for the next half of the series. Mm-hmm. Tor's going to break the curse. Tor's determined to break yeah. the curse. And... <laughs> I don't know. Akito thinks everything's fine, but it is not fine, um, yeah. as far as Akito's concerned. Yep, everyone is poised to change. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't summer great, guys? Summer's so yeah. great. <laughs> Especially when it lasts it's until summer. fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess we could talk, unrelated, we could talk about the, um, the trailer that just came out for the oh, yeah. anime. Which, Which is mostly beach. It's mostly beach, yeah, just reminded me of that. Guys, summer's coming. In 2020. I mean, (laughs) I guess summer comes every year, but it's not always the same. (laughs) Yes. Summer's come, what, probably next spring? (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Summer on, in the manga, in our manga coverage, it lasted until Mm -hmm. fall, but summer will come next spring. (laughs) Appreciate the trailer, though, because you're like, oh, season two coming eventually, and then you don't see anything, and you're like, are you sure? Yeah, so, I felt so... Do you you have a season? Do you have a season? Do you really? Do you really? (laughs) It felt kind of random, but it was great. I mean, it was just Mm -hmm. like... Um, you know, I just woke up on like, first of all, I've been traveling a lot, so I was kind of dead, brain dead. And I woke up super late on Saturday morning and everybody was like, guys, guys, guys. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. Anyway, it's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff, stuff we've never seen animated before, so that's exciting. I think everything. Almost yeah, everything, pretty probably. Much. Almost everything there. And um, there's stuff that we have. I don't think we've even talked about in our manga coverage yet, based on what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess we can't really talk about because that would be spoilery. But yeah. there's a lot of beach stuff, and there's like things that are coming from the future. It'll be interesting to see how they put it together. Like if they've chosen some mm-hmm. of those things, maybe they're gonna like pull in some, you know, things from future chapters or something. It'll be great. Yeah. Which gives us something to talk about sometimes because when everything's exactly the same, those episodes are yep. not as not as good. I find their, their episodes are good. Ours are right. Yes, good, yeah. Because no, the episodes like, that was a, that was a good good adaptation. Great. There. Yeah, it's <laughs> just exactly what I expected. But yes, their episodes are wonderful. And then we're like, anyway, this thing happened. See you next yeah. time. Although now there'll be some time in between, so maybe it'll be more exciting. Yeah, to go hopefully back. it won't be like the exact same chapters we're talking about. <laughs> Week after week. Yeah, like, the, yeah, when that, yeah. we were like, that was, we had those dual things at the same time. Yeah, that was so coincidental how many times that happened. I think it was at least <laughs> twice, and every time I was like, okay, we're ready to talk about this thing again. We just talked about it. For yeah. me and you, it would be like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a little more spread out how we published them, but yes. for us, a lot of times, it was like the exact same day. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, anyway, I don't know. I don't have anything to say about it except it looks great, and I'm excited to see mm-hmm. anything specific to say about it. I saw some people, there's some good, if you want to see, like, specific things, there's a bunch of posts on Tumblr where people are like, and this scene's from this part of the manga, this one's from this mm-hmm. one. I was like, this is cool, I don't want to go mm-hmm. into depth, because... Yeah, I, was like, I only watched it once, so I'd have to watch it again to make any real commentary so did on I. it. But, <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. That's that's the most important thing to take away. It's exciting, it was pretty. Yeah, it was nice. I'm excited. We have so much to look forward to in spring. And by spring, mm. we we can look forward to summer. We mean summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's always summer. I'm glad we're on the same page with our bad jokes, summer jokes. This time. It's always summer and stay together podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> anyway, great. So let's wrap up for now. We'll go to spoilery discussion, I guess. Um, mm. Woo. Next time, next time we're going to be doing our mid-series special. Yay. Yeah. yeah, everybody submitted quite a bunch of people submitted questions. I'm really excited to answer it's like them. Supported by viewers like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, half of this content will be brought to you by viewers like you. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, and then after that, we're going back to school. It won't be summer anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as always, you can send us you can send us other questions that are not related to the uh, to the mid series special. You can always send us mm-hmm. stuff and. Uh, yeah. You can always rate and review and subscribe on the podcasting of your choice, including Google Podcasts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, thank you for listening. <laughs> as much as we like to tease you about that, <laughs> collectively as an audience, <laughs> half our listeners just stop listening to us. <laughs> like, this is the final like, straw. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> How dare they make insulting jokes at my expense? Anyway. Don't worry, we make way more jokes at our own expense. Oh, we definitely do. I'd be happy to do that. (laughs) Okay, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. I guess we can still talk about the beach next time because it'll be the special. <laughs> yeah. You ready to talk about spoilers now? So ready. Okay, good. <laughs> um, do you wanna you wanna kick us off? I just like it when you do. Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the Momiji and Kyo scene again. Yeah, that's right. You do. <laughs> that's my very first note. <laughs> <laughs> my first note too. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, it's very similar to. 
the later conversation they have where Momiji basically tries to kick Kyo's ass into gear about the whole Toru thing. <laughs> yes. Basically just the same, like, really? That's great. Would you be mad if I said that? Kind yeah. Of, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, you're totally right. He's like, um, what if I said I liked her? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, obviously, and I think it's interesting, these, there's, um, if you were a Momiji Toru shipper, this is your chapter. This is a chapter you've been waiting mm-hmm. for, I feel like. Yeah. They're like little look. Um, when they when they lie when they cover up mm-hmm. being uh, being um, you know abused by Akito, yeah, their little look that they share is like so so intimate yeah. in the way, it's, right? Yeah, it's very sweet. You you can crop that out and make it a shippy icon you, very easily. You definitely could, and I'm sure people <laughs> yeah. have. I'm sure that yeah. already <laughs> the internet's full of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're just it's a very sweet look that they have, and the way that she like smiles when they're he's um, you know sleeping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like she recognizes how hard it was for him to. Yeah, because like she, t- like she touches the bandage on her own face, and then it kind of closes close ups on, you know, his bandage yes. face and the tear in his eye, and then she kind of smiles. Yeah, like, like you were looking out for us, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you tried. Yeah, good call out to the future. I'm excited, mm-hmm. and of course, like yeah, there's kind of a, I don't know, it's it's tricky. It's funny because like we saw, I feel like I pointed out a couple of times earlier where Miji makes these kind of like kind of flirty like little jokes with Toru and stuff but it hasn't happened mm-hmm. in such a long time and I was kind of mm-hmm. like I don't remember it being like that but I guess it's just gonna come back later mm-hmm. maybe but yeah. yeah I feel like this is kind of when his like feelings start to change yeah maybe it's like especially like the scene when he's talking to Kyo when he says the like I can't help it I just like Toru so much yes. like it seems like a very serious statement from him yes. like he's not just like being, being like friendly and silly about it no like and Kyo <laughs> doesn't really pick up on that but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, he's saying yeah. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the way that he looks in those scenes, the way that he smiles and stuff, it has this, like, very... Um, I didn't know how to describe it, so I just chose not to this time. Mm-hmm. But almost, like, coy kind of look. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm going to pick it up again and look. Yeah, he's like, I just can't help it. I like Tori so much. Kind of looks away. His eyes eyes are kind of, like, half, you know, half closed. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's really thinking of her fondly, I think. Um, yeah, he doesn't really seem to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, I like her too. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, he couldn't even pick up on Hero and Kisa, so no. he's not the best judge. <laughs> What's happening here? That seems yeah. so good. <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. We <laughs> treat her like Toru was his rival. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love Kyo and his. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, we're like, Kyo's super empathetic, but not in that way, I guess. Not in a romance. No. Not about romance. About romantic no. feelings, so. But yes, it's very charming. You can see how they kind of have the same sort of... The same kind of... We know that Kyo is, it like, likes Toru now, and then you can see they kind of have yeah. really similar expressions, so. hmm Yes. It's happening. Yeah. I really enjoy their love triangle. I know it's like, Muiji <laughs> gets shafted at the end, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I like it because, I mean, it's a low-key kind of love triangle. Yes. And, like, it never gets into, like, the kind of annoying love triangle tropes. Yes. So Neither it's, does some... it's sweet, yeah. So, like, we have this big misdirect, I think, still. Like, we don't have... Yuki hasn't fully expressed his feelings that Toru is, like, his mother or, like, someone that he feels, like, familial affection for rather than, like, romantic mm-hmm. affection for. That hasn't fully yeah. come to the fore yet. So right now, we're actually in a situation where we have this, like, sort of misdirection love triangle is being set up between mm-hmm. the three of them. Um, and so, 
that's also that also plays out in a way that's not super heavy handed. I think. Yeah. Um, it's really like Yuki struggling with his. It was yeah. like Yuki struggling like, even by that himself. Was, like Kyo and Yuki hate each other, but it's not because they're rivals in love. No, it's because of <laughs> it's because they're rivals in Zodiac. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's because of you know years and years of familial abuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. And Yuki's like, it's like, can't you see Yakita always sets us against each other? Yakita always said that was your fault. <laughs> yes, exactly. And also, Toru never, I don't think Toru ever has any kind of like romantic feelings toward Yuki. I mean, like, there's these moments that they have where, like, she's like, wow, he like gave me attention, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, at this point, her sights are probably set on Kyo. I, it's not mm-hmm. quite obvious yet, but, but, the way that she kind of like opens up to him and nobody else has really been established yeah. at this point. So yeah. there, it's like this weird, like it's set up as a love triangle, but really what's happening is that Kyo and Toru are developing their feelings and Yuki on the side is like dealing with his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not even, it's, it's, it's set up that way, but it's not really a love triangle, I would say. Yeah. I think Momiji and Toru have some moments later where she has to kind of like acknowledge his feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some kind of triangle-y moments, but not that many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like much. Yeah, I think she has like, yeah, like she and Toru just or she and Kyo rather. <laughs> yeah, you know, she and Kyo have just kind of a like they establish a pretty deep connection fairly early on. So yes. it's just like it's hard to break that. Yes, apart like that's just kind of <laughs> yeah established early on. But I think she's kind of at some point like aware and flustered of <laughs> other people's affections, mm-hmm. including Momiji. Yes. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah, she's <laughs> set up as being kind of oblivious to that. Like, the whole scene where Kyo punches the wall above her, and the guys are, yeah. like, uh, being dicks in the background and, and talking about <laughs> her. And she's completely oblivious to that and some other other things that happen, yeah. I think. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she has moments where it's, like, like if she and Kyo didn't have this already established deep connection, she could be feeling like, oh, my... <laughs> You know, kind of oh, the vapors. Like she kind of has like, like she kind of has like a heart fluttery, yes. blushy reaction to some things, but yeah, she like <laughs> hits her head on the stairs when Yuki's yeah. like, "I'll kidnap you," yeah. or whatever, <laughs> in that one scene. But yes, yes, this at this point, I think their relationship is, they're kind of like the depth of their relationship is, mm-hmm. is just beyond friends. Like they're very comfortable with each other. Yeah, we saw in all these scenes, even before the beach, like when they went to she shows and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ships. Yeah, just, it's the shoujo yeah. we were promised. <laughs> yeah. Romance. Romance. Comedy, question mark? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not your ordinary family curse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other spoilers, other than the romance. <laughs> Actually, I wrote something down as a spoiler, but then it like I forgot it was like immediately established in the next <laughs> chapter. It's where, Tor- where Toru was like, first start starts talking about like I want to do something more for them <laughs> yes and then but then the very next chapter it goes into I want to break the curse You're like oh I just thought it was kind of funny how she's like thinking of that like, yes before she even gets like the full detail it's like oh you'll you'll do something yeah don't worry about it it's <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> although she doesn't I mean she kind of like is a catalyst but really the the person who breaks yeah. the curse is Akito um mm-hmm. I would say yeah so I was gonna say yeah. actually one thing we can talk about with Momiji that's not shippy is that um mm-hmm. Do you think that this is the time? Because he's one of the one of the characters for whom the curse breaks earlier. Do you think mm-hmm. that this like? Um, I feel like the scene where he he stands up to Akito starts to establish that actually, or somehow mm-hmm. kind of trigger that. Yeah, it's actually yeah. It winds up being a very similar scene actually, but kind of with the roles reversed. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Um, after his curse breaks and Akito comes to confront him. Yes, because like 
Momiji is like you know inside his house and Akito comes so they're in the same like physical positions but Momiji stays higher than Akito like he mm-hmm. stays on the porch mm-hmm. and and Akito's the one who's like, like kind begging of him breaking to... down and begging yes. and Momiji's just very cold and like I need to think about this I'll talk to you later basically. yeah basically yeah. so good but he's still very civil with Akito which is like really you know <laughs> it says something yes for sure yeah it's very like Momiji is very very mature <laughs> he's the most adult of all of them yeah. There's that really funny line where Shigeru is like, oh, compared to him, those young kids, and Dory's like, you mean compared yeah. to us adults? Like, so good. Yeah. It's like, Oz is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tori knows what's what. Yeah. Like, as if even they can't stand up to Akito. But yeah, in that scene, Moiji has all the cards, and Akito is, is mm-hmm. like, begging him. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All three, they really have, they have, like, three big, um, like, interactions in the series mm-hmm. and they're all very interesting and they're all kind of similar mm-hmm. like what is the third one or like is that one have, the third one the last one is um like oh, after everything's like when yeah when Toru's in the hospital oh momiji tells him the, the very foolish traveler story yeah or tells, <laughs> tells her the very foolish traveler story yeah but it's kind of the same thing with like momiji actually you know like reaching out and talking to akito like a human being mm-hmm. like trying to be yeah momiji is the one who's in control of their relationship yeah. Basically from this point on, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah, and like even in this scene, he has way more control than like a lot of the characters when they're talking with Akito. Like he's yeah. obviously terrified, but he's saying things to Akito that most of them wouldn't dare. So even like Kyo. Mm-hmm. Like we saw a couple I guess last episode, the scenes with Kyo where he even he's like, I couldn't I couldn't stand yeah. up to Akito. Akito knows how to manipulate him just as easily as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Even more so maybe. Um yeah, some of them. So, yeah, I do think Akita's like more, like on the nose with uh, Kyo's insecurities mm-hmm. versus everyone else's. Like, because we talked about like how like whatever he's talking to Yuki about this time, Yuki's like, no, I'm not really buying that anymore. But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Kyo still buys it. I guess if that's what you're saying. Yeah, Kyo was like, I level, killed my mother. Yeah. To, like mm-hmm. I was responsible. Akita was like, you're a monster, and Kyo's like, I am though. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And like my my mother wouldn't acknowledge it, but at least but, but Toru will. So at mm-hmm. least there's that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. A, a, like Kyo's insecurities that Akito picks out are actually his insecurities, as opposed to somebody yeah. like Yuki, where or like Haru, where those things yeah, were like manufactured this... by Akito essentially. Yeah, like they used to be the insecurities, mm-hmm. mostly because of Akito. Yes, but they're kind of growing past that. Yeah, it's not true anymore. Um, Akito was like, oh, the big dumb ox, and Haru was like, don't say that, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of a consequence of Akito not spending that much time around Kyo. Like, he, you know, built up the insecurities of the others kind of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but Kyo's are like the actual insecurities he just kind of naturally developed mm-hmm. from. Yes, from living, living a tragic his life. Terrible life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like Akito didn't have to. Like those things, Akito yeah, could like, use them to manipulate Kyo. Yeah, Akito didn't make those up out of nothing. Those yeah. are they are there. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and Akito, I think I probably has probably used those things on Kyo's dad too, which mm-hmm. you know, also causes some strife. So, yeah, <laughs> it's one way to describe it, I guess. <laughs> strife. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing is um, more stuff about Ren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned Ren. Yep. Yes, Shigeru mentioned Ren last time and also this time. Mm-hmm. And I actually think 
the thing that really set Akito off was Ren, not yeah. Toru. Of mm-hmm. course, like we can talk about yeah. this scene with Shigeru and Akito again, which is so. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is a really interesting argument. Like they mm-hmm. have this crazy argument where it's like super vague, and Akito mm-hmm. is like, "Be nice," and Shigeru is like, "I'm being nice," and then yeah. <laughs> They mentioned Ren, and then Shigeru is like, oh, why do... Such suspicion. Like, why do I deserve this treatment? You know why you deserve this treatment. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that was also really great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, it's like... Yes, it's like... it's Ren is obviously being connected to Toru mm-hmm. in Akito's mind here. I think in the whole, like, trying to break down Akito's, you know... Like, power. Ideal happiness yeah. kind of thing. that The future that Akito wants, because... Mm-hmm. We get kind of a foreshadowing of the whole thing with Ren, where, where Akitas is like, who does she think she the head of the family yeah. is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so, in- it was good. Mm-hmm. This is why we have the spoiler section, so we can talk yeah. about these things. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> yes, it seems to all be connected to Toru, but I think it's all based on, like, this, this whatever happened with Ren at the house or whatever. I wonder if mm-hmm. we'll ever actually get to see what it was that happened, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember. To be honest, like, I don't remember that much about... Ren, I know that Ren is this like source of issues for mm-hmm. for Akito, and that Shigure used that to manipulate Akito, yeah. and so that'll be interesting to play out again. Yeah, I know there's something about like how Ren kind of has her own little following in the family. <laughs> yeah, in the family, about like as sort of in sort of conflict to Akito as you know the unmatched head of the family kind yes. of thing. There's some like Ren followers, quote unquote. <laughs> The cult of Ren, as you say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, and they had this, like, really weird sort of, like, uh, like, Akito's father, um, like, favored Akito, I guess, and kind of, like, groomed Akito to be the head of the, be the, head of the family. And I guess, like, Ren, mm-hmm. like, Ren felt like uh, Akito's father's attention was taken away from her. Yeah, Ren was, like, threatened by Akito. Basically. Yeah, so it was super yeah. weird, like... And it turned out like like Akito was threatened by Ren in the same way because like I know like one of the one of his her father's dying words was that like oh having God as a child means our love was so great or something yeah. which means that like part of all the affection he had for Akito was because he thought it like proved how like wonderful yeah his relationship with Ren was yeah <laughs> yes they have this weird shared <laughs> insecurity <laughs> yeah um. And then, and like, I think it also shows in how they argue over, they have, like, the box, the whatever, Akito's, like, box that contained, like, mm-hmm. Akira's soul or whatever, or something they lied yeah. to say, like, it's fine, he's in this box, no big deal, when Akito mm-hmm. was a child, and then it kind of set up this crazy argument between the t- Ren and yeah. Akito, so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, because they, like, they both believed that. Yeah, it's so while, weird. So, which is, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. I mean, whatever, it's not the weirdest thing in the story, though. No, but... <laughs> No, but yeah, Akito's it's fucked up. Fucked let's say, up yeah, basically, yeah. Akito. There's nothing at this point. Akito, I think it's nice that you called out that um, we can see Akito's insecurities coming through, even though Akito's mm-hmm. dis- displaying it with this like crazy display of abuse mm-hmm. of power. But like, yeah. Akito has just as much. You know, we have just as much reason to feel sympathetic toward Akito as we do as everybody else. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't really happened yet. Yeah. But these chapters do a really good job of laying the groundwork. For I think that. so. Like when it like when it comes and you look back at these chapters, you're like, oh, oh I can see all of that like building and mm-hmm. like like starting here. So yes, and I still think it's interesting how Shigeru is the only one who really has this like can kind of control over Akito. Like mm-hmm. the way that Akito's handshake. I wonder if it's because Akito is afraid or because Akito's really angry um, in that one scene mm-hmm. where they argue. Yeah. 
It's hard to tell. I think uh, I think that look from Shigure like freaked her the hell out because yeah. well, she has out. a whole thing about <laughs> she has a yeah well, she has a whole thing with like like we see it in like the scenes like in like the scene with Momiji yeah. after his curse breaks talking about like looking at me with like unfeeling eyes mm-hmm. or whatever she says about like <laughs> yeah that's true you're right it's kind of a thing that Akito has I guess we can like mm-hmm. start to maybe tease that apart as a theme or something later but it's like yeah. this weird like yeah she's like you don't look at me the way that you used to yeah because Akito's just um. terrified of like losing that like insured love mm-hmm. and affection quote unquote that comes from the bond and so <laughs> yes that quote unquote insured by insured by like yeah <laughs> by abuse bond that they have yeah <laughs> yeah so far, Akito has been set up as this like being that has control over all the mm-hmm. Junishi, but it turns out that there are even things that even Akito is afraid of. So yeah, it is neat to see that because we've always seen Akito as just a figure of like power and fear for everyone mm-hmm. for the most part up until now. But yes, we're starting to see that power falling apart and starting to see the insecurities that Akito has breaking through. So. Yes, and I think it is. It's I think it's pretty clear at this point that. Like we we talked about it in the non spoilers that Toru and Akito are set up as like you know being really strong foils in this series mm-hmm. of the way that they interact with the characters and kind of like create that circle of the others around them. Yeah. Um. And then that's basically the reason that's causing Akito to kind of lose that grasp on everyone. So mm-hmm. that's also exciting. Yeah. Can't wait till like Toru starts to work with Rin to break the curse. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And also like I mentioned it like briefly in the non spoilers, but. Toru kind of acknowledging that Akito is bound by the curse also. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, will kind of lead to, the, like, obviously Toru extending a hand to Akito yes. is a lot of what helps fix everything at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's going to lead up to their confrontation <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Which is another great scene. I don't think that they see each other other than those times. This time now, this confrontation and that time. Probably. Yeah, they might not. Because it's mm-hmm. Akito and Toru meet when Toru pushes Akito away from Yuki and mm-hmm. then this time at the beach and then I think it's going to be at the end. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't think she oh, she goes, I, was gonna, I don't think she goes back to the main house but she does to go and sneak and give Kureno the yeah. DVD which is one of my favorite <laughs> favorite parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's very charming. But yeah. yeah. So she does go back to the main house but I don't think she's going to see Akito again until then. So Yeah, I don't think so. Not directly. No. I think she gets more like, she learns more about Akito but probably she tries to ask Shigure about the curse, which is a mistake. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Is that the... I was going to say I like that scene, but I can't remember if it's the right one. When Shigure is kind of vulnerable with Toru in the moment. It's just like that one where he, he's like, maybe I should have been like putting my hopes in you or something. Like I can't remember what exactly oh. it is, but that's a really good scene. <laughs> that's, I just remember like the end where... <laughs> where so what ha- in my mind, what happens in this scene is that Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin and Shigeru are talking and Toru like kind of walks around the corner because she's coming to see Rin I guess at the dojo or at, at Chicho's house and Shigeru's like oh the curse will eventually break and Rin is like yeah it'll eventually mm-hmm. break and Toru's like that's not soon enough mm-hmm. and then they're like what and she's like oh shit because mm-hmm. <laughs> she realized that she kind of she's like that's not soon enough like Kyo and she starts to think about Kyo and they're like Kyo yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's a different scene than I'm thinking okay of, that's the one that I was also a good of. one yeah yeah Kashiguri comes and like and talks to her after I think or something like mm-hmm. yeah I don't know oh, yeah that's a good one it's a good too one. when he like when she like actually gets like angry at him yes <laughs> yeah that one's yeah. uh, oh so many good it's like those yeah. are all the good parts <laughs> anyway it's coming mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be a yeah. good time there's more I mean there's other good things but yeah I like Shiguri's like relationship with Toru it's 
very interesting. It's very interesting. The series goes along. Yeah. It get, it changes a lot. Yeah. He's like, I think he does genuinely feel kind of guilty about like getting her all involved in this, yeah. and it actually comes out a couple times in his like the way he like talks about her and to her. So. Yes, he does say that. He said it mm-hmm. before. Like we already saw mm-hmm. it when he was talking to Tori that one time. Yeah. And I think you're right that in that there's other times where he's like kind of vulnerable to her, but he he yeah. like kind of actively avoids it. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of like written in the sense that he I can't remember exactly what he says, so like I don't know if this is also just conjecture on my part, but I think he's kind of like if I tell her if I get close to her, then like I don't know, like he won't he mm-hmm. won't he'll he'll feel bad about using her to yeah to to start to enact yeah what I he think thinks, it's like so. yeah and I think he knows that like he talks about like just he holds his goals above everything else mm-hmm. and so like he tries not to think too much about <laughs> yes. what's getting hurt on the way yeah exactly for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He's a good bad mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Or a bad good guy? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to tell. Why am I so bad at being good? <laughs> You're like, but I'm so good at being bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there any other spoilers that we need to talk about? I don't <laughs> I think, think so. <laughs> good. Great. Well, I think that's enough for now. Then. So next time, next time we're going to be talking about our kind of like summary of everything that happened so far. So if this wasn't enough beach for you. There's still some beach time left. (laughs) Just a little bit. Limited time off. Yeah. (laughs) One more beach week for free. (laughs) So thank you all for listening. We will see you next time for our Mitsuri special. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.